discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boatim as Christ is magnified in you. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to hear your word and to be together like this. Thank you for your blessings, Lord. Thank you for the spirit of understanding poured out on our spirits today. Thank you for glory like never before. Even in Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord a shout. Glory. Hallelujah. I said give the Lord a shout. Psalm, Psalm 118. My first scripture is Psalm 118 verse 14. Hey. Psalm 118 verse 14. Psalm 118 verse 14. He says, The Lord is my strength and song and is become my salvation. Is the Lord your salvation? Is the Lord your strength? Is the Lord your song? Look at the next verse. Listen, has 2019 been good to you? Has it been good to you? Ask, ask your neighbor, has 2019 been good to you? Look at verse 15. He says, the voice of rejoicing. Do you have the voice of rejoicing? Do you have the voice of rejoicing? Woo! has been a year of the word and God has exposed us to our salvation and what it means what is inside our salvation to us in the year you heard me preach about things like propitiation reconciliation righteousness redemption sanctification all the solutions you can think about he says the voice of rejoicing and salvation there's a voice of rejoicing and the voice of salvation. The one who knows that he's saved and who knows that his salvation is secured and permanent has a different kind of style of salvation. Do you know that you are really a child of God? Do you really know that 2020 is going to be exciting? Do you know that 2020 is going to be great? It has nothing but glory. Then give the Lord a shout! the voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tabernacles of the righteous are you the righteousness of God is rejoicing in your tabernacle is salvation in your tabernacle 
This is your tabernacle, full of rejoicing, full of salvation. Glory! Say, I'm going forward. Say it again, I'm going forward. I'm going forward. I'm going higher. I'm going higher. I'm getting better. I'm getting greater. I'm getting more influential. A soul winner like never before. The glory of God is resting upon my life. I'm full of rejoicing. I'm full of salvation. I'm drinking from the wells of salvation. Therefore, I'm full of joy. I'm full of joy. Christ is in me. Christ is in me. It's Christ in you. It's Christ in you. Hey, 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 It's Christ in you. Christ in you. Wow. He says Christ in you. The hope of glory. Christ in it's Christ in you. Ask your neighbor, it's Christ in you. Then the future can only be glory. The future can only be glory. Shout glory. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. What a blessing. Do you know in 2011, do you know how we crossed over in 2011? Love Economy Church. In 2011, we were five, we were five, right? With five seats in a circle. Five chairs in a circle. And that was how we we had our our cross off crossover service it was our year what the deep things of god wow eight years later we are having a crossover service and there are so many people all around the world who can do this who can do this not by might not by power but by my spirit, says the Lord. Only the Holy Ghost can do such things. I want us to give the Holy Ghost a big, 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 big glory! Hallelujah! Only the Holy Ghost can do such things. And 2020, 2020, 2020, 2020 it's our year it's our year of the spirit from glory to glory Woo. give the lord a shout It's our year of the Spirit. I said it's our year of the Spirit. 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 Say it is my year of walking, living in the Spirit. It is my year of being filled 
with the Holy Ghost. It's my year of being transported by the Holy Ghost. It's my year of the supernatural. Supernatural. Ten in one. Ten in one. I will accomplish in one year what others use ten years to accomplish. Ten in one. 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 Give the Lord a shout. Now, student, let me help you understand what we are saying. 2019 was a year of the, of the word. What better way to go than for the Holy Spirit to lead us in a special way in 2020? Hallelujah. So 2020 is a year of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Wow. Are you excited? I'm excited. I can't wait for what the year will deliver. It can only be glory. From glory to glory to glory to glory to glory to glory. From glory to glory to glory to glory to glory to glory. Tell me about from glory to glory. To glory to glory. To glory to glory. To glory to glory. Can you see the glory of God? From glory to glory. One level to another. another. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Are you ready? I I have so many things to share with you. If you are going to talk about the Holy Spirit, that's too much to say. Hallelujah. But I want to just scratch the surface for you tonight. And then as the months go by, I'm going to help you understand even some more. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's going to be wonderful. Yeah. It's going to be wonderful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I can just see your future. Hallelujah. And I'm just excited about what God is going to do with you. I'm just excited about what God is going to do with you. I'm so glad I'm your pastor. I'm so glad I'm your pastor. Genesis chapter 1, verse 2. Let's read from verse 1. I think it's nicer from verse 1. Genesis 1, 1. God in his infinite wisdom did all things and created all things by his spirit. A proper understanding of who the Holy Spirit is would, would help you to appreciate life and know what matters most. Sometimes you do a lot of things that do not matter. You get yourself involved with things that don't matter at all. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, getting to know what really matters makes all the difference. Do you see? So, he says, in the beginning, God created the heaven. Actually, he says, it's the heavens and the earth. Then he says, and the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. The very first member of the Godhead that is revealed to us is the Holy Spirit. You see, from verse 1, it says, In the beginning, God, Elohim, created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. 
and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And it says, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. Hallelujah. So the Holy Spirit brooded and moved upon the surface of the earth, okay, before God had to speak. So God does not do anything without the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the power of God. The Holy Spirit is the presence of God. The Holy Spirit is everything that God has. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, the Holy Spirit is the one who, was, who created everything in Job chapter 26 verse 13. Look at Job 26 verse 13. Job 26 13. He says, by his breath he has garnished the heavens. His hand has formed the crooked serpent. The word breath is his spirit. By God's spirit, he says, he has garnished the heavens. He beautified the heavens by his spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, nothing beautiful can come out of your life. Only the Holy Spirit can make your life beautiful. Hallelujah. So God started with the Holy Spirit or rather, the Holy Spirit started with God. Whichever way you want to, say it. God is the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is God. Hallelujah. So, we see that God himself did everything with, with the Holy Spirit and did nothing without the Holy Spirit. Now, if you look at Jesus' life in Matthew, Matthew chapter 1 verse 18, the Bible says that, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When as his mother was as his mother Mary was a spouse to Joseph, before they came together, she was found a child of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit was responsible for Jesus' birth. The Holy Spirit is Jesus' daddy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is what? The Holy Spirit is Jesus' daddy. Because the angel of God said that the Spirit of God will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. You know? Then it says, therefore that holy thing that shall be conceived shall be called the child of God or the son of God. That's in Luke, Luke chapter 1. You know? So he says, now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When as his mother Mary was a spouse to Joseph, before they came together, she was found a child of the Holy Ghost. So Jesus was produced by the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is Jesus' father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 1 verse 34. What I just said. Luke chapter 1 verse 34. Luke 1 34. Read it to us. Okay. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? Verse 35. An angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Hallelujah. He says what? The Holy Spirit shall come upon thee. The Holy Spirit brooded upon Mary and brought out Jesus Christ. Can you imagine? <laughs> That's what the Holy Spirit did. He brooded upon Mary and Jesus was conceived and hence born. So Jesus' daddy is the Holy Spirit. In other words, the father of the word of God is the Holy Spirit. Because Jesus is the word of God. Isn't that wonderful? The Holy Spirit is everything. He's everything. And Jesus never attempted to do ministry without the Holy Spirit. He never did. So in Luke chapter 3, verse 21, the Bible says that John the Baptist was baptizing, you know, in the Jordan. And Jesus also came to be baptized. And when Jesus came to be baptized, the Bible says that when he was immersed into the water, the Spirit of God descended in a bodily shape, like a dove, 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is not a dove. He dis- his descent was like the descent of a dove. Please, you understand? It says, now when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also being baptized and praying, the heaven was opened. Next verse. And the Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape, like a dove upon him. Have you seen? He descended in a bodily shape, like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven, which said, Thou art my beloved son, in thee I am well pleased. Look at the next verse. And Jesus himself began to be about 30 years of age, being, as, as was supposed, the son of Joseph, which was the son of Heli. Then he continues and goes on. Look at chapter 4, verse 1. Look 4, 1. I'm just building something up, okay? I hope you're following me. Follow me very carefully. I'm just building something up to help you understand what, I, what God wants you to hear this evening. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 4, verse 1. So after the Holy Spirit came upon him in that bodily shape, he came upon him in the bodily shape not to go, because in time past, the Holy Spirit will come upon the, the people. He would come on the priest, he would come on the prophet, he would come on the... Uh, whoever it was, for a particular period, for a particular thing. But Jesus had the Holy Spirit descend upon him to stay in him. You see, the Holy Spirit did not come upon him on that day and leave. When he came upon him on that day, he stayed in him. He came upon him to live in him. He didn't come upon him to go. He came upon him to live in him. So as a result of his presence in him, the Bible says that, and Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost, when he came upon him, he went into him, he settled in him. He made his abode in him. So Jesus could say things like, the work that I do, it is not I that doeth it, but my Father which is in me, he doeth the works. Which Father was in him? Of course, he had the Father who was in heaven. He always referred to God the Father as the Father, my Father which is in heaven. Even when he was teaching them how to pray, he said, our Father which art in heaven. Do you see? But then, in other places, in John chapter 14, for instance, John chapter 14, verse 10, look at John 14, 10. Believers that know that I am in the Father and the Father in me, the words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me. Then it says, he doeth the works. My Father who dwelleth where? In me. Which Father was that? Was the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit came upon him. The Holy Spirit was responsible for his birth. Then the Holy Spirit came upon him on a certain day and settled in him. He came upon him for the purpose of settling in him. Take note of that. He came upon him for the purpose of what? Settling in him or living in him. So, we see him coming upon him in Luke chapter 3. Then in Luke chapter 4, the Bible says that, So Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, was driven. See, and Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was driven or led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the, of, of the devil for 40 days and all of that. So he went through the, de- the wilderness, tempted and all of that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, if you drop down, when he came back, when he was returning from the wilderness, the Bible says that he returned in the power of the Spirit. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee. And there went out a flame of him throughout all the region of region on about. He returned in the power of the Spirit. If you read in uh, Acts chapter 10, verse 38, the Bible says that how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. Who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Do you see? God anointed him. God appointed him and gave him the spirit. He gave him an assignment and gave him the Holy Spirit without measure to fulfill that assignment. So Jesus had the Holy Spirit in him. And he had the power of the spirit with him as well. Jesus was so full of power 
that one day a woman came to touch him. And the power of God oozed out of Jesus into that woman. And that woman got healed instantly. Because he had the power of the Spirit with him. He had the presence of the Spirit and he had the power of the Spirit. Now, these are not two different things. The power of the Spirit is the same as the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit came into Jesus Christ with all of his power, not some of his power, with all of his power. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, when the disciples of Jesus were also going to be sent out by Jesus, if you read in John chapter 20, verse 21, he says that, as my Father has sent me, even so send I you. He says, then said Jesus to them again, peace be unto you. As my father has sent me, even so send I you. He was going to send the disciples on the same errand that God had sent him on. He was sending them to do the same thing that he came to do. What did Jesus come to do? How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. And he went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. Isn't it? God sent Jesus to come and do this. And he did what he was supposed to do. He died on the cross and in his absence, he knew that the disciples could not do anything without the Holy Spirit. He could not have done anything without the Holy Spirit. So he did not send the disciples out to just go for going sick. Because the sending he had of the Father is the same sending that the disciples were going to have of the Father. Do you see? Yeah. He says, as my Father has sent me, even so send I you. So if my father sent me and empowered me with the spirit, not some of the spirit, but all of the spirit, no, how, can, how can you have me here and a part of me somewhere? You can't have me here and have a part of me somewhere. So the Holy Spirit comes into you with all of himself, not some of himself. How many of you have received the Holy Spirit? I have good news for you. The Holy Spirit came into you on that day with all of himself, not some of himself. Not some of himself. Look at John chapter 3, verse 34. It says, For whom God has sent, speaketh the words of God. For God given not the Spirit by measure unto him. Now, a lot of people think that this was said only about Jesus. But it says, For he whom God, what? For he whom God has sent, speaketh the words of God. Has God sent you as well? Yeah. Is John 20, 21 in reference to you and I? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Let's read it again. It says, Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you. As my Father has sent me, even so send I you. As my Father has sent me, even so send I you. So if, if he has sent us, as his Father sent us, then all the things he needed to work with, all what he needed to work with, is the same thing we need to work with. Uh, same tools. It's like uh, the office of the presidency. What Mahama worked with in his presidency is the same thing that Kufuado have to work with. Is it true? Yeah. I mean, you can't go and bring something else. It's inside. It's the same thing. Same power. Same authority. Same ability. Same influence. Where the president, the other president could go, this president can also go. Because they are doing the same job at different times. The only difference is the different times. But the job is the same. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> so the, this, this scripture has, is, it has reference to every single child of God. Every single child of God. So the Holy Spirit was not given in a measure to you and given in a measure to you because the Holy Spirit is a person. The Holy Spirit cannot be given in a measure to you and given another measure to this person. Like you have uh, five out of hundred of the Holy Spirit and you have three out of hundred of the Holy Spirit and you have four out of hundred of the Holy Spirit. Then how, how is it going to work? How can you send us on the same mission and give us different ability? 
you give this one the hand and you give this one the leg. It doesn't work. And this one has a stomach. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For whom God has sent, speak at the words of God. Has God sent you? Yeah. Do you speak the words of God? Yeah. He says that for God giveth not the spirit by measure unto him. But he does not give him by measure unto him. So Jesus knew that he needed the Holy Spirit. And with the Holy Spirit, he did great things. The day Jesus came back from the, the wilderness, the Bible says he walked into the temple, he walked into church, and they gave him the book, the Bible to read. They gave him the book of Isaiah. And he looked for the place where it was written, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He's upon me for what? Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind. Luke chapter 4, verse 18. Luke 4, 18. He says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. To set at liberty them that are bruised. And that's what Jesus did. And this is our assignment. This is our life's assignment. This is what God has sent us to do. Are you a child of God? This is what you have been sent to do. Not to buy more cars or to build more houses. The cars and the houses doesn't do anything. Your life is supposed to do. This is what your life is is, is there for. And God gives you the Holy Spirit for this purpose. Hallelujah. If Jesus needed the Holy Spirit to fulfill his ministry and to do what God had assigned him to do, if the apostles needed the Holy Spirit to do what God had sent you see, what sometimes people think that the experience that Jesus and the apostles had is different from our experience. But there's no difference, actually. There's no difference. In Acts chapter 1, verse 8, Jesus said something. Jesus said that, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Isn't it? And you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. This is what Jesus said to the disciples. In Acts chapter 2, from verse 1 to verse 4, we see the Holy Spirit coming upon them. Now, when he came upon them, he didn't just settle on them. He settled on them for the purpose of living inside them. Just like Jesus' case. The Holy Spirit came upon him and filled him. Same thing happened. In Acts chapter 2, from verse 1, he says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Next verse. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven, as of the rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them clothing tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. He came upon them to fill them. Jesus said that, But you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is what? It's come upon you. Come upon you for what? Come upon you for the purpose of settling in you. Of filling you. Just like Jesus' case. And the power is not different from the Spirit. It's just, the Holy Spirit comes with His power. Look, for instance, if you read this. He says, but you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Spirit has come upon you. So the power comes because of the coming of the Holy Spirit. Do you understand? So the Holy Spirit comes with power. That's what the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit comes with power because he's the power of God. He is not the power, but then he he comes with the power. He carries the power. Do you understand? (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Welcome to 2020. Wow. Are you of the Spirit? 
I'm trying to help you to know exactly what, exactly how things are going to be. Okay? This is a prophetic meeting. Okay? It's a prophetic meeting. Jacob told his children, gather and let me tell you what shall be for you. Yeah. All our children have gathered and they are hearing. God is, God is telling you how things are going to be. Are you ready? Yes, Master. Every year God gives us something to run by. He says, how can you run without a word? How can you run without a message? You can't run through the year without a message. You need a message to be able to run. Do you see? Yeah. That is why we share these things with you at this time. That is why it is important. Because it is a change in season. It's not the same. Yesterday is not the same as today. There are people who think that all the days are the same. They are not. God works with seasons and with times. The sons of Issachar were wise and they had access into God's seasons and times. They knew what was happening. It's a different time. It's not the same. Okay? Yeah. What it means is that the ability of God that is his ministering to you in this new year is different from what you had last year. Do you see? How you lived is going to be different. How you walked is going to be different. How you thought is going to be different. The way you, do, you did your things is going to be different. Yeah. Hallelujah. So, it's very important you listen and listen good, okay? The Spirit comes with the power of God. It's important you understand these things. There are a lot of Christians who are crying for more power. When all the power of God is sitting inside them, people are crying for double portion. Second anointing. Third anointing. Fourth anointing. People are singing, send your spirit. We're, we're coming in the car today, and there was a song playing. I was like, this is not, it is highly not scriptural. It's, there's, there's nothing scriptural about it. It's just emotional. It just stirs your emotions. You cry a little and all of that. But it, it does nothing to you, basically. <laughs> I don't want to sing it. So the Spirit of God comes, the Spirit of God is the power of God. There's no difference. Please, you understand? Huh. The Spirit, don't, don't, when the Holy Spirit came into your life, the day the Holy Spirit came into your life, He came into your life with all the power of God. Not some, all of the power of God. All of it. But this, and that changes a lot of things. That changes a lot of things. Well, if you understand what I'm telling you now, eh, it will change a lot of things about your life. And I pray for the Spirit of understanding for you. If the Holy Spirit came. The, the day you received the Holy Spirit, He came into your life with all of the power of God, not some. All. All. Luke chapter 1, verse 32, where we, where we read. You remember we read Luke 1, 32 about the birth of Christ, right? Let's read it again. Go, go to 34, rather, from verse 34. Then Mary said unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? Mary was, the angel was telling Mary that you are going to give birth to a child, it's going to be great, and all of that. Then she said, How can this be, because I have not known a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Is there a difference? He says, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. The coming of the Holy Spirit upon you is the overshadowing of the power of God. Do you understand? So there's no difference. Immediately you start thinking that it is different. You have a problem. You always, every time you'll be seeking for power. Every time seeking for power, when the power is inside. 
The Holy Spirit is the one who empowered Jesus to do the things he did. The walking on the water, healing the blind, you know, everything he did. Jesus was a complete success. Jesus accomplished in three and a half years. What would take someone 100 years or 200 years to accomplish? He used three and a half years to accomplish so many things within three and a half years because of the ministry of the Holy Spirit. He had lived for 30 years, but the Holy Spirit was not there. He was born of the, he was the word of God, the tabernacle in flesh. He was born as an age, because of the agency of the Holy Spirit, but he had not yet received the Holy Spirit. He had not yet received the Holy Spirit. So he was not exposed, he was not exposed to the world. By the day he received the Holy Spirit, the Bible says that he returned from the wilderness with the power in the power of the Spirit and his fame went abroad, spread abroad throughout. He didn't have to do anything. He returned in the power of the Spirit and his fame just went abroad. And within three and a half years, multitudes were following him. Jesus would have meetings and you would have thousands of people there. Why? Because of the Spirit. The Spirit of God is the one who gathers people. The Spirit, of, the Spirit of God is the one who multiplies. He, Jesus took bread and prayed over it. And the Bible says he just gave thanks. And when he gave thanks, he distributed among the disciples. And the, the bread multiplied. Who did the multiplication? It was the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Jesus said that the works that I do. Didn't you see it? Let's read it again. John chapter 14 verse 10. Maybe when I said it the first time, you didn't hear it. How many of you want to see multiplication in your life? In 2020. Only the Holy Spirit can help you. Nobody else. He says, believers that know that I am in the Father. Don't you believe that I'm in the Father? And the Father is in me. The Father is in me. He says, I'm in the Father. Which Father do you think he's talking about? He's talking about the Holy Spirit. He says, don't you believe that I'm in the Father? And that the Father is in me. The word that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself. What I'm saying, I'm not saying it of myself. But the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. He doeth the works. All the works that Jesus did was done by the Holy Spirit. All the works that Jesus did, everything that he did, everything, all that he accomplished was accomplished by the Holy Spirit. Everything. And he told the disciples, listen, it will be a mistake for you to go out there just like that. It will be a mistake for you to go out there just like that. So in Acts chapter 1 verse 4, look at Acts chapter 1 verse 4. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, ye have heard of me. What is the promise of the Father? The Holy Ghost. Look at the next verse. Verse 5. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. They needed to be empowered by the Holy Spirit before they could do what he did. Because Jesus was sending them on the same errand, like I told you. You cannot be effective without the Holy Spirit. It's not possible. It's not possible. It's not possible. You can never be effective in your life. You will barely be getting by. Your success will be limited. Your success in life will be limited. Your glory in life will be limited. Everything about you will be limited. Because there is no Holy Spirit. Now, there are those who have not received the Holy Spirit. And there are those who have received the Holy Spirit. But they are now wondering whether it is the same Holy Spirit they received. Is it the same Holy Spirit I received? Because when you check your life and you check the Bible, you realize that they are parallel. <laughs> and flashing and flashing I was hey. they are parallel completely parallel one is running on one side and the other is running on the other side no miracles 
you, you have to fight for everything. You have to struggle for everything. You have to cry for everything. You have to beg for everything. You have to pay for everything. You are barely getting by. Barely getting by. You read the Bible. <laughs> you see that the disciples didn't lack anything. Everything was supplied for. Everything was applied for at all times. At all times. Why should you struggle in life? Tell anybody, I refuse to struggle. I refuse to struggle. Why should you struggle in life? That's not what God promised us. Why should you be living as though you don't know, like, things, things are not going to work? Why should you live in life not knowing how the future is going to be like? Jesus didn't have that. Jesus always knew what was going to happen. He always knew. He always knew at all times. Why? Because of the Holy Spirit. Because of the Holy Spirit. Jesus told them, listen, don't go out there without the Holy Spirit. Wait. Go, go to Luke chapter 24. You'll see what he said to them when he said this. 49. Luke 24, 49. I'm just scratching the surface. I've not started at all. Look, it says, and behold, I send the promise of my... Let, let's go up. I think it would be nicer for my... Go to... Let's go to verse 46. 45, okay? Then open he the understanding that they might understand the scriptures. Verse 46. And said unto them, thus is written, and thus it behold Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. You know, Jesus was talking about what had happened to him. Okay? He was talking about what had happened to him. And that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations beginning from Jerusalem. He says, after my death and my resurrection, repentance and remission of sins. Remission of sins is forgiveness of sins. This is what we are supposed to preach. Two things, repentance and remission of sins. Not judgment or condemnation. And that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name, in Jesus' name, among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. So he was showing them the assignment. Next verse. And ye are witnesses of these things. You guys are witnesses of these things. So you are supposed to go out and go and say it. But look at the next verse. And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. Because you cannot function without power from on high. Jesus said, listen, you guys need to stay. Even though it is written in the scriptures that I will die. And after my death, remission and repentance from sin will be preached in my name. And you guys are the witnesses and you are the ones who do it. You cannot go. Until you're endued with power from on high. Listen, without the Holy Spirit, nothing can work. Nothing, nothing can work. I want you to settle that in your, in your heart. And settle that in your spirit. That every labor is a, is, is a labor in, 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 in vain. It's useless. I serve the Lord, though the house. Without me, you can do nothing. Sometimes you are trying and trying and trying. One thing you try to do, you try, you try to make the business work. It's not working. Brother, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. You have been struggling with school, struggling with work, struggling with your family, struggling with your children, struggling with your spouse. And you are, you are trying everything that you can to make things work. Things don't just work. Things work only by the Spirit. Are you a child of God? Yeah. Do you have the Holy Spirit in you? Yeah. 
You can't succeed by any other means. It's not possible. It's not going to work. The earlier you come to that fact, then the better. You have to come to that conclusion in your spirit. That's why I'm still talking about it. Because you, you can think that you have hope in another thing. There's no hope in another thing. Only one, only one person. It's called the Holy Spirit. If Jesus did not function without him, and if the, whole, if the disciples did not function without him, how come you want to function without him? Eh? You, you want to function without him. How come? Ask your neighbor, why? Why are you struggling in vain? Why? If the Son of God did not function without the Holy Spirit, if God himself did not function without the Spirit, if God himself did not function without the Spirit, how much more? <laughs> I hope you get it. Now, before Jesus' demise, between John chapter 13 and John chapter 16, it's called the Upper Room Discourse. Jesus was, this is before his passion. Okay, if you read in Acts chapter 1, he talks about the passion of Christ. Uh, have you read it before? Passion. Acts chapter 1 verse 2. Acts chapter 1. Until the day in which he was taken up, after that he through the Holy Ghost had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen. He's talking about Jesus. Okay, next verse. To whom also he showed himself alive after his passion. It, the word passion has to do with after his death, burial, and resurrection. You see, to whom he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs, being seen of them 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God after his passion. So before his passion, before he died, before the passion of the Lord, which was his death, burial, and resurrection, he gave instructions, so many instructions between John chapter 13 and John chapter 16. And you see him talk about the Holy Spirit so many times. So many times. He will talk and then he will mention the Holy Spirit. He will talk and then he will mention the Holy Spirit. He will talk and then he will mention the Holy Spirit. On five different occasions, he mentioned the Holy Spirit. The sixth one was after he rose from the dead, which is what you read in verse 4. When he rose from the dead, he said that, listen, don't go. Tarry. Before he died, he told them, don't go. Tarry. After he rose from the dead, he told them, don't go. Tarry. Wait for the coming upon of the Holy Spirit because it's so important. So important. Look at John chapter 14. Let's read verse 15 into verse 16. John 14, 16, 15 into 16. If you love me, keep my commandments. And I, this is Jesus talking. He says, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Which comforter was he talking about? He was talking about the Holy Spirit. Then he goes on to mention, he says, even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, but because he seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him. For he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. He was dwelling with them in the presence of Jesus. And he said that he shall be in you. Then he speaks, he continues, continues talking and talking and talking. Then in verse 26, look at verse 26. He says, but the comforter. So he spoke up, up to a point and he, he mentioned it, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost. Meaning that the, he, the, the, the subject of the Holy Spirit was too important for him. Just imagine someone is going to die and he talks about one thing six times before his death. Will you take that thing for granted? If your dad is passing on, God forbid, and he tells you, take care of your younger brother. Then he talks and then says again, take care of your younger brother. Then he talks for some time and then says again, take care of your younger brother. Take care of your younger brother. Take care of your younger brother. Five times, what do you think he's trying to say? He's trying to say that taking care of your younger brother is very, very important to him. 
the last thing Jesus ever said to his disciples before being taken away from them was about the Holy Spirit. Tarry ye until be endued with power. That was the last thing. The last thing Jesus said is not go ye into all the world. That's not the last thing. The last thing was tarry and wait for the promise of my Father, which is the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit is too important. You cannot ignore him. Please, are you seeing how important the Holy Spirit is? Yeah, because for many of us, it's not important. That is why things are the way they are. But this year, he's going to be very important in your life. I said this year, the Holy Spirit is going to be very, very important in your life. You will not go out of your room without the Holy Spirit. The day you receive the Holy Spirit, you received all of him. You received the person into your spirit. The Holy Spirit is a person. He's a person. A lot of us have not yet been introduced to the person who is living in us. That's why I came today, to come and introduce the person who is living inside you already. There's a person living inside you. He's called the Holy Spirit. He's been inside you all as well. He's been wanting to talk to you for a very long time. Very, very long time. He's been wanting to make you successful. But you have been ignoring him. And talking to your friends instead. Talking to your brother who you think will bring money and help you. You know, the Holy Spirit is a custodian of, custodian of all the money of God. He knows everybody. He knows everyone. He's more linked than you are. And, and more than any other person in the world can be. So I came to introduce you to the one who is inside you. How many of you have received the Holy Spirit? If you have not received the Holy Spirit, you need to receive the Holy Spirit. Because life has not begun for you if you don't receive the Holy Spirit. A lot of people have thought that the Holy Spirit is some oil. Or some air. Or a dove. Or some fire. Or a hanky. Or some wind. Or some feeling. The Holy Spirit is none of those. The Holy Spirit is a person. Slap your neighbor and see if you will feel it. Your neighbor felt it. Did your neighbor feel it? Why did your neighbor feel it? Because your neighbor is a person, isn't it? He has feelings, right? The Holy Spirit also has feelings. The Holy Spirit also has feelings. If you don't like me, okay, but you want something out of me, will I give you that thing? Why? Because you don't like me. If you don't like me, will you even know what I have? And what I can give you? You will never know. You don't talk to me. You are not interested in me. But you want my power. Forget about it. That's why there are people who say they will have a dream, a scary dream, and then they'll be saying, G -g 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 -g, and nothing really happens. Because your, G -g -g -g, your Jesus is in fear. You don't, know who you, are, you don't know who you are talking about. The Holy Spirit is a person. Look at how Jesus spoke about him. He says, By the comfort of which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he, he shall teach you. It's a, he's a he. He's a person. He has personality. He's not some wind, he's not some, he's not some color. He's not water. He's not a dove. He's not a whirlwind. He's not fire. He's none of those things. The Holy Spirit is a person. And must be recognized as such. He must be recognized as such. This year, you have to recognize the Holy Spirit in your life. You have to recognize, you know, one day, Elijah wanted to talk to God. He was not happy. So he wanted to talk to God. And God told him to meet him. So he went to meet God. Then there was a great earthquake all over the place. But God was not in the earthquake. Then there was a great wind, thunders, everything. But God was not in it. 
thunderstorms, things. My God was not in it. After all of that, a still small voice came, and that was the voice of God. First Kings 19, from verse 12. That was God. That was the Holy Spirit. You see, don't think that the Holy Spirit will start talking to you with some tender voice. My son, my son. I'm the one who's talking to you. Don't you know that I'm talking to you? The Holy Spirit is not like that. That still small voice you have been hearing inside you that you call something. Something told me. That something that told you is the Holy Spirit. This year you have to start recognizing that something. That is the Holy Spirit talking to you. That is the Holy Spirit talking to you. That is the Holy Spirit talking to you. And the Holy Spirit can, can talk to you about your shoes. About your shirt. About your hairstyle. <laughs> you see, big things come from small things. Big things come from small things. If the Holy Spirit cannot trust you with things concerning shoes and hair and shirt, how to brush your teeth and all of that, you will not mind him when he tells you to pray for somebody. Therefore, you will not see his power show forth when it matters most. You will not hear him when he tells you to say something to somebody that will change the person's life. You will not hear him when he's telling you to meet somebody who will change your life forever. You will not hear him. Because you didn't hear him when he told you to tie your shoes well. <laughs> if there's anything I've had over the years, okay, if there's any one thing or any one reference that I have for people ask me, oh, how, how do you get things done? People want to know how things are done. How, how do you, where do you get the, the ideas from? How does things work? The Holy Spirit. I don't have anyone. I don't have anything. I don't have anybody anywhere. I don't have anything. My fellowship with the Holy Spirit is more important to me than any other thing in the, in the whole world. Yeah. And if you thought I had results in years past, you are, come, you are now coming to see results. Because I am now coming to fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Proper, proper. Hmm. What are you going to do? What I, ask your neighbor, what are you going to do? The Holy Spirit will make a success out of your life. You'll be surprised. He will make, you, he will make a success out of your life. He will surprise you. <laughs> the Holy Spirit has track record. He has too much track record. Look at what he did with, with Abraham. It's the Holy Spirit. Look at what he did with Isaac, with Jacob, with Moses, with all these wild people, Joseph. That's the Holy Spirit. And if you allow him, he will take your life and make something great out of it. And this year, we are going to allow him to make something great out of our lives. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit. Say the Holy Spirit. Maybe I'm not shouting and jumping, so you don't think that what I'm saying is important. <laughs> it's still small voice. He will make something beautiful out of your life. Hmm. Most of us are here to meet the Holy Spirit. He's in you, but you are here to meet him. Because receiving the Holy Spirit and relating with him, having a relationship with him, are two different things altogether. They are not the same. You can receive the Holy Spirit and not know him. You wake up and you do whatever you want to do. You move around. If you want to minimize your errors, start talking to the Holy Spirit a lot. In 2020, we'll be minimizing our errors. You will not have any errors in 2020. Because you'll be relating with the Holy Spirit more than any other person, than the, the, the person sitting by you. Hallelujah.
Hmm. The Holy Spirit is a person. Say the Holy Spirit is a person. And because it's a person, okay, let's look at, look at, uh, go back to John chapter 14, verse 16. John 14, 16. I have too many things to share with you. I don't know if I can finish it. This is Jesus talking. He says, and I will pray the Father, and he shall what? Give you another comfort. The word another is what? Allos. It means that another of the same kind. Another one who looks like me, who talks like me, who relates like me, who smiles like me, who thinks like me, who is just like me. So the Holy Spirit is Jesus unlimited. Because Jesus, Jesus could only be in one place. But the Holy Spirit can be everywhere at the same time. The Holy Spirit is inside you with all of himself. He's inside here with all of himself. And he's inside me with all of himself. He is with me, relating with me, and talking with me at the same time over there, talking with you, relating with you, and being with you. That's the Holy Spirit. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. He can be anywhere at any time. But Jesus could not do that. Jesus had to be at one place at one time. And Jesus said that he's another just like me. He's a person just like me. So you start off with the Holy Spirit by recognizing him. It's so important. You have to, start, you have to recognize him. You have to recognize. So if you are not recognizing him, then it's going to be difficult. You see? You have to start recognizing. How do you recognize somebody? By greeting the person. By talking to the person. By relating to the person. If I'm with you in the same house and you don't mind me, you just pass me by. As though I'm not there. I just, you just pass me by, go and come for months. Then you, you, you don't recognize me, isn't it? If you don't recognize me, then it means that you don't need anything from me. The Holy Spirit will not, will not intrude into your life. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He's a gentleman and he would want you to recognize him. If you don't recognize him in your life, forget it. This year, say this year. This year I'm going to recognize the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Every, single day of my life. Every single day of my life. So in 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14, the Bible says something very important there. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14. Look at this. It's the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Amen. The communion of the Holy Ghost. The word communion is koinonia. Koinonia. And it means, it means fellowship. It means participation. It means what? Distribution. It means transportation. It means partnership of the Holy Spirit. Now I'm going to share about all these things throughout the, the year, okay? But I'm just trying to summarize some few things for you. I want to make a particular point for today, okay? The first word is fellowship. Fellowship. Look at this. It says, the grace, favor, spiritual blessing of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the presence and fellowship. The communion and sharing together and participation in the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. We expect, because the Holy Spirit is a person, you are expected to fellowship with him. Eh? Someone said fellow, fellowship means fellows in one, one ship or fellows in one boat. And he's right. You see, sharing together. You must start to share together with the Holy Spirit. Can you share your life with the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is ready for you to share your life with him. Do you know what made Jesus a success? Every morning, you see him in a quiet place. Cool, quiet place. For some time. And then he will come down and come and sort things out. And he always had success. I said within three and a half years, Jesus did all the things he did. 
Look at John chapter 21, 25. Go to 21, 25. Can you read this to me? One to go. I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that should be written. Amen. He did so many things. So much in three and a half years. Three and a half years. Three and a half years. He did so much that the world cannot contain the books. I said, this year is going to be wonderful. You are going to accomplish so many things. Because of the Holy Spirit. And I'm showing you the foundation of it. You see, it may not sound exciting, but that is the truth. It may not sound, it may not sound exciting, it may not sound very powerful, but that is it. Relating, learning to fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Learning to relate to the Holy Spirit. Learning to say, good morning, Holy Spirit. How are you this morning? And then he will say, I'm fine. How are you? And then you start from there. What do you want us to read this morning? Let me show you. Go to John 4, 25. And then you start reading. Then he will show you. He's called the great teacher. He shall teach you all things. He shall teach you what? Not some things. He shall teach you all things. He shall teach you, he shall teach you how to do medicine. He shall teach you how to do engineering. He shall teach you how to do business and do it well. He shall teach you how to do law. He shall teach you every single thing. There's nothing with the, with, with the Holy Spirit. You cannot be limited in knowledge. He is the spirit of knowledge. Don't you understand? The Holy Spirit is the spirit of knowledge. What can't he bring you into knowledge concerning? What I'm saying to you is very important. You see, Christ, Christ's death, burial, resurrection, did something for us. It brought us an inheritance. Okay? Now, if you read in Acts chapter 20, verse 32, the Bible says that, I commend you to God. And now, I, and now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to what? Which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them which are sanctified. There's an inheritance among all them which are sanctified. Through Christ's death, burial, and resurrection, he's left us with an inheritance. There's a great inheritance that Jesus has left for us. An inheritance of righteousness, of glory, of grace, of power, of beauty, of joy, of riches. There's riches in Christ, don't you understand? <laughs> There's riches which no man could ever search out. Ephesians chapter, chapter 3. Let's read from verse 6 to verse 8. That the, this, this is Paul talking about his ministry. He says, I've been saying that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs and of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ by, this gospel, by the gospel. Whereof I was made a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given unto me by the effectual working of his power. Who is that power? The Holy Spirit. Next verse. Unto me who am less than the least of all saints is this grace given, that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. Let's should be amplified. Let's should be amplified. To me though I'm the very least of all the saints, God's consecrated people, this grace, favor, privilege was granted and graciously entrusted to proclaim to the Gentiles the unending boundless, fathomless, incalculable, and exhaustless riches of Christ. You may think that he's talking about only spiritual riches. There's wealth which no human being could have ever searched out. Wealth. There's money in Christ. Jesus has left money. Just imagine all those who were in, who were in Christ who did not know about their wealth in Christ and died and left them are all there for you to inherit. 
plus all those who are in our, who are in our time who are not doing anything about it are also there for you to inherit. There's too much. There's too much in Christ. Too much. Acts chapter 26. Look at Acts chapter 26. Let's read from verse 18. Yes, from verse 18. This is, this is Paul. Okay? Jesus met Paul on the road to Damascus. He fell off his horse and Jesus said something to him. Let's, let's go, to, go to verse uh, 17. Let's read from verse 17 into 18. Are you here? Yeah. Follow me very carefully. If you don't follow me, you'll lose out. Delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles, Jesus is talking to him. Unto whom now I send you. Next verse. I'm sending you to open their eyes. He says, I'm sending you as an apostle to the Gentiles to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God. That they may receive what? I sing it again. Not condemnation, of, not condemnation but forgiveness of sins. And 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 inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith which is in me. So there's, there's great inheritance in Christ. Great inheritance. Great inheritance. But guess what? The administrator or the distributor of the inheritance is the Holy Spirit. The one who leads you into the inheritance and gives you the inheritance is the Holy Spirit. How can you do it without? How can you find the riches without him? You didn't hear me. Okay, let me show it to you in the Bible. Maybe you, maybe you are not understanding. Okay, go to 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14, where we're reading, okay? It says, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, isn't it? The gra- How does the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ come to you? How does it come to you? Through the, this grace and peace multiplied unto you, through the knowledge of God, isn't it? Who brings you the knowledge of God? He's called the spirit of revelation. He brings you the knowledge of God. He's the spirit of knowledge. Who brings you into the knowledge of God? So grace cannot come to you without the Holy Spirit. He's called the spirit of grace. Hebrews chapter 10. Look at Hebrews chapter 10. Verse 20, 28. Hebrews 10, 28. He that despised Moses' law died without mercy under two or three witnesses. Next verse. Of how much sorrow punishment suppose you shall be taught worthy who has to have trodden down underfoot the Son of God and has counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing and has done despite unto the spirit of grace. He's called the spirit of grace. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of He's in charge of grace. He brings the grace of God to you. He's the distributor of grace. Without him, you cannot have the grace of God working in your life. So the grace of God is channeled. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ is channeled by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one who leads you into it. Without the Holy Spirit, you are sunk. You cannot have grace. Just how much more day would you receive abundance of grace? How can you receive abundance of grace when the Holy Spirit is not there? The disciples could not understand the scriptures. Don't you understand? They could not. You cannot have access to the knowledge of God without the Holy Spirit. It's not possible. It's not possible. They did not understand the scriptures. They did not understand the scriptures. They did not understand the plan of God. How could they have had contact with the knowledge of God? The knowledge of God is not hearing preaching. Because as I'm preaching, everybody is hearing differently. You'll be surprised. You'll be shocked. And it's a scriptural. It's a scriptural. When Jesus met Paul on the road to Damascus and he fell off the horse. Jesus spoke to Saul or Paul. He heard words and understood those words. Everybody who was standing by heard a sound. They couldn't hear any words. But Paul or Saul heard words which changed his life forever. But the rest could not hear anything. So as we are sitting here, every, same meeting. Everybody's hearing differently. Everybody's hearing differently. Hmm. Jacob said, God was here and I knew it not. 
There's some people who don't even know what's going on. Yeah. You cannot come into contact with the knowledge of God without the Holy Spirit. What did Jesus do for the disciples? The Bible says that he breathed on them. And he said he opened their understanding. Only the Holy Spirit, he breathed out on them, he breathed on them the Holy Spirit and said, receive me the Holy Spirit. And by breathing on them the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit opened their understanding. So that they can come into contact with the knowledge of God and receive grace to do what they are supposed to do. Haven't you read in Job, he says that there's a spirit in man. And the inspiration of God, the inspiration of the Almighty giveth him what? Understanding. There's a spirit in man. And the breath of God. The breath of God is the, the spirit of God. The spirit of God is the one who giveth him what? Understanding. Without the Holy Spirit, you cannot have understanding. You cannot come into contact with the knowledge of God. You hear the, you hear the scriptures in church, but you never change your life. Because there's no, you are not talking to the Holy Spirit in your room. You are not talking to the Holy Spirit in your room. So he also, don't say, if the Holy Spirit wants to do it, he will do it. You, you are a big fool. That's not, how that, that's not how that works. That's not how it works. If you don't engage him actively, it's not going to work. Because he's a person. He's a person. And he can be grieved. Because he's a person, he can be grieved. The Holy Spirit is the one who channels the grace of God into your life. The Holy Spirit is the one who brings the love of God. Go back to that place. He says the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The love of God. Who brings the love of God into your life? The Holy Spirit. Romans chapter 5, verse 5. And hope maketh not ashamed. And hope maketh what? Because the love of God. See, that is why some of us have been in church for a long time. But then I've not had certain changes happen in our lives. Because you are ignoring the Holy Spirit every time on your own, in your room. What you do in your room. What you do when you wake up in the morning. What you do when you're walking around with the Holy Spirit. It's the reason why things are not changing. He's that still small voice that you need to respond to. When he talks to you, talk back to him. I said he's the custodian of the riches of God. He's the custodian of the inheritance that is in Christ. The love is by him. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. Let's read verse, verse 4 to 5. 2 Thessalonians 3, 4 to 5. Uh, did you see this one? Did you see Romans 5, Romans 5, 5? It says, and hope make it not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. By who? So who brings the love of God? You will never understand the love of God. Never. never. <laughs> I began to understand the love of God properly last year. In 2019. That was when I began to understand it properly. Yeah. If you don't mind the Holy Spirit, who also don't mind you? Attica, Attica. Draw nigh unto me, and I'll draw nigh unto you. That's how the Holy Spirit is. Look at it. Let's read from verse 4 into verse 5. Second Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 4. And we have confidence in the Lord touching you or concerning you, that you both do and will, and will do the things which you command you. Next verse. And the Lord directs your hearts. Into the love of God. The Lord that do what? Directs your heart into the love of God. And into the patient waiting for Christ. Which Lord do you think he's talking about? Because he mentions the love of God and he mentions Christ. So who, which Lord do you think he's talking about? He's talking about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one to direct your heart into the love of God. And also into the patient waiting of Christ. He's talking about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is in charge of the love of God. He's, he's the distributor. He makes it real. You can be in church for a long time and not, nothing is real for you. Nothing is real for you. When others are giving a testimony, you wonder, what are these people talking about? He's the spirit of wisdom. If you want to stop making foolish decisions, start engaging the Holy Spirit. 
Start engaging. That's all I came to tell you. Start engaging the Holy Spirit. That's how we are beginning the year. It's a new year. What it means is that it's a, it's a time to change your mind about some things. Change your mind about some things, I tell you. Change your mind about this particular thing. This is what you need. I'm telling you, this is what you need. Okay? This year. Mind the Holy Spirit. Recognize the Holy Spirit. Start worshipping him. Start praising him. Start acknowledging him as your helper. Tell him, Holy Spirit, you are my helper. Help me do this. I can't do this without you. Help me do it. <laughs> I don't have enough wisdom on my own. Christ has made unto me wisdom, but you are the one who makes that a reality in my life. Without him, okay, maybe all that I've said you still don't understand. John chapter 16, let's read from verse 12. John 16 from verse 12. I said the Holy Spirit is what? He's the administrator, okay, of the inheritance that is in Christ. Without him, you will not inherit anything. No, just imagine if someone, your, someone died and left you great inheritance. And you don't know the lawyer who is supposed to administer it. You keep passing him by even though he's calling your attention. Will you get anything out of the inheritance he left for you? So if you ignore the Holy Spirit, what will happen? You struggle for nothing. You will struggle for nothing. I don't want to suffer. 2020 is going to be my best year. Say 2020 is going to be my best year. Because I'm going to be talking to the Holy Spirit. I'm going to be fellowshipping with him. In intimacy. Every day of my life. Every time of my life. One great man of God said this. He said that the Holy Spirit is all I have. <laughs> He's all I have. Let me share a story with you. You see, I'm a pastor, so I like to share stories along the lines of ministry. How many of you have heard of RCCG, Redeemed Christian Church of God, headed by Bishop Enoch Adeboye? How many of you know him or have heard of him? Redeemed is in Nigeria. Some is in Ghana. We have some in Ghana, in, in London, everywhere. The whole of them, they are in 170 nations and, and counting. He inherited the church from his father in the Lord. So his father in the Lord died and left the church for him. The church had 40 people in it when he inherited it in 1979, I think. Yeah, 1979, 1980. 40 people. 4 zero, 40 people. He said he was looking for how to make things work. So he kept going to Yongicho's place to learn the methods and all of that. He learns the method, he brings it, it doesn't work. Learns the method, he brings it, it doesn't work. Then he went for six years. On the sixth day when he went... Like I'm, I'm frustrated. This holy because Young Ichu is talking about the Holy Spirit. You know, Young Ichu talks about the Holy Spirit more than anybody. So he's talking about the Holy Spirit, but nobody hears that one. They hear the methods. Everybody is always looking for the method. How did you do it? How did you make things work? How? Did, that's what people look out for. Then on the sixth year, he heard it that the Holy Spirit. So he decided that day. He decided that when I go back, I will fellowship with the Holy Spirit. When he got back, he lay on the ground and said, Holy Spirit, I'm tired. Please talk to me. Take over. And the Holy Spirit told him, thank God you are tired. I've been waiting for you for a very long time. This is what I want you to do. Separate the English service from the local service. Just that. Just that. Just that. Today. Today. In 2020. Today. They have... 
they have a minimum of 11,000 branches in Nigeria alone. 11,000, not church members, 11,000 branches. Last year he said that you people think we've built a very big, because the church, the church they have their Holy Ghost convention inside on a monthly basis, every once a month. It's three kilometers by two kilometers. You hear what I said? I'm not talking about feet or meters. I'm talking about it's three kilometers by two kilometers. When someone gets born again or they call altar call, you can't, you need a car to drive you from the back to the front. So when you get saved, you go into the sides and then you sit in the bus and it drives you to the front and then you go and give your life to Christ. Or there are altars inside, so you, you run to the nearest altar. That is today. Last year he said that when you see me build the largest, if you see me build a tent that is as large as the whole of Ibadan, then I've now started. How can a man dare to talk like that? I want to be like that man. I said I want to be like that man. Do you know the secret? Listen, if you look at him, he, he, he's, he's so feeble. He can't even control such a, such a big... Because there are millions of people in the church. Millions. They don't count in thousands. They count in millions. That tent can sit more than 12 million people. More, and human beings are there every Friday, last Friday of the month. Nobody calls them. They come on their own. Who brings them? Why are you struggling for nothing? I've decided to stop struggling. Oh, I've struggled before. I've decided to... Last day I was struggling. I've decided this, this day I'm not struggling anymore. I'll talk to the Holy Spirit. I'll talk to the sweet Holy Spirit. <laughs> Kenny Higgins spoke about this businessman who never lost, never lost an investment. Never. I've never heard some before. He never lost an investment. Why? Not even one. He was a millionaire, never lost an investment. Never. You know, Rockefeller was supposed to insure the Titanic. Rockefeller was supposed to insure the Titanic. He prayed about it. The Holy Spirit told him, don't. Few days later, everybody was insulting him in America. Few days later, the, the Titanic sank, and he preserved his money. We walk into deals that are going to kill us. I walked into, into deals that nearly destroyed my life because I didn't wait to hear from the Holy Spirit. Wow, I'm telling my life. I'm being honest with you. I've decided not to be foolish again. From this year, I will not be foolish again in my life. Sometimes we don't know who we, who we are. We, you don't know who you have received. You don't know who it is that is in your life. You don't know. You don't know. The Holy Spirit is the administrator. Look at this. He says, I have yet many things to say unto you. This is Jesus talking. But you cannot bear them now. Next verse. How be it when he, he's a heel, he's a person. You can't have access to his power. His glorious power without him. It's not going to work. Stop speaking in unnecessary tongues at certain times. Do you understand? When trouble comes, brother, you are sparking in vain. You are sparking in vain. No oil. Why are you late? Because when you are supposed to be relating with him, you didn't mind. Now that trouble has come, you want to spark. There's no oil, there's no fuel inside your car. You can't go. It's not going to work. How be it when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you. He will guide you into all reality. He will guide you into all reality of life. I don't know what else to say to you. I honestly don't know what else to say to you. 
However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into what? For he shall not speak of himself. The Holy Spirit never speaks of himself. Listen. The Holy Spirit does what? He never speaks of himself. Never talks about himself. But whatsoever, so your fellowship with the Holy Spirit is actually your fellowship with the Father and with the Son because he never speaks of himself. He says, whatsoever he shall hear. Whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. Whatever he hears from the Father and from the Son, he will speak to you. Next verse. He shall glorify me. You will never understand Jesus. You will never understand the ministry of Jesus. You will never know Jesus without the Holy Spirit. It's not possible. He shall glorify me. For he shall receive of... He shall receive of mine. He shall receive of mine. He shall receive of mine. All the things that I got for you. He shall receive of mine. All, the, all my inheritance. All that I have. He shall receive of mine. He's the administrator of all things. He shall receive of mine and shall show it unto you. He shall give it to you. Next verse. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore said I that he shall take of mine and shall show it unto you. So he shall take of the Father and shall take of the Son and shall give it to you. Do you understand what I'm saying? He is the administrator of everything from the Father and the administrator of everything from the Son. There is no inheritance in Christ. I mean, you will just be talking. All the preaching that we preach concerning who you are in Christ will be just words if there is no Holy Spirit to administer it. All the confessions will just be words. If there's no Holy Spirit, if you are not actively engaging the Holy Spirit, it will all be wet. All be wet. Begin to fellowship with the Holy Spirit. This year, say this year. year, I'll be fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit. Consistently. Consistently. This one thing will I do. I I will fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Every day. Every every time. Every every minute. To the glory of God. This one thing. Jesus spoke about him. Before he died, after he died, was buried and rose from the dead, when he was ascending, he said, stay. The Holy Ghost will come upon you. He's got the promise of the Father. He's got the promise of the Father. Look at Matthew 7, 11. Matthew 7, 11. Hmm. Matthew 7, 11. He says, if, there, if ye then being evil know how to give good gifts unto your children. This is Jesus talking. He says, if you being then evil know how to give good gifts unto your children. How much more shall your father which is in heaven give good things to them that ask of him? How much shall your father in heaven give what? It means that God is ready to give good things. He has given you good things. Plenty good things. Plenty good things. 2020 is a glorious year. Oh, it's the truth. Even if you say hallelujah, you don't say anything. It's the truth. Are you a child of God? Are you born of God? Your father has given you good things in the year. He's filled the year with goodness for you. Goodness. Plenty goodness. Glory. January is going to be glorious. February is going to be glorious. And the glory is going to be increasing in intensity. March is going to be more glorious than February. Then it will go to April. It will be glorious. Much more. Much more. Much more. Much more. Much more. By December 2020. You will be a billion times better than you are now. That's exactly what is going to happen. I'm showing you. You see, I don't want to speak empty words. I'm showing you how that works. How? There's no other important message I'll preach again. This is the most important message I'll ever preach in in my life. 
what I'm preaching to you now. This is it. This is it. Okay? This is it. When I know I'm going to die, this is the message I'll preach before I die. I'm not dying now. I'm not dying. Ah, brothers and sisters. <laughs> if you then being able to know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father which is in heaven give good things to them that ask him? Good things to them that ask him. Now, the same thing was being said by Jesus, okay? And Luke recorded it in another way. Because Jesus said something that Luke recorded that Matthew did not record. That's in Luke chapter 11, verse 13. Luke eleven thirteen. You see, it's the same thing. He says, if ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children. Do you see the same scripture? Read the rest to me. How much more shall your heavenly father give what? Meaning that the Holy Spirit is all good things. The Holy Spirit is the source to all good things. So what are you doing if you ignore the Holy Spirit? The Bible says the Spirit came upon David. They poured oil upon David. And the Holy Spirit came upon him from that day forward. And from that day forward, David saw a lion come for one of his sheep. What did he do? He went after the lion and caught him by the beard and killed the lion. And rescue the lamb out of his mouth. Ah, do you understand what I just said? How can a 16-year-old boy, 15-year-old boy do that? 17-year-old boy, how can he do that? A hungry lion. Then it's just a bear came. And I, he took one of my, my lambs. I ran after him. Took out the lamb from his mouth. And, and smote him as well. A bear. Now if you've killed the lion. Who is an animal? Very wild animal. How much more Goliath? What is Goliath? So he said, Goliath is nothing. Why? The Holy Ghost's presence in his life and his fellowship with the Holy Spirit was what entitled him to have such power, such results. I want results in my life. I don't know about you, but me, I want results in my life. I want results with what I'm doing. I said I want results with what I'm doing. (laughs) I want money to flow to me every time. I want souls to flow to me every time. I want to get bigger and greater and greater and greater every time. That's my story. story. And the Holy Spirit is the key. The Holy Spirit is the key. What should I say to you? (laughs) Will you fellowship with the Holy Spirit? Are you sure you fellowship with the Holy Spirit? Every day. Start from today. Make up your mind. Make up your mind. Make up your mind. That I'm going to know this Holy Spirit who is inside me. He's inside you. He's not anywhere. He's inside you. He's been in you all as well. I'm not introducing an alien to you. I'm introducing the one who has always been there. Because you've been, you've been grieving him. He's been wanting to talk to you. But you've been ignoring him. Ephesians chapter 4. Verse 29. Ephesians 4, 29. Let no communication process. Verse 30. Look at verse 30. He says, and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. And grieve not what? The Holy Spirit of God. You see, because it's a person, you can grieve him. Yeah. The word grieve means to make someone sad. The Greek word is lupeo. It means to, 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 to make the person have sorrow. You break the Holy Spirit's heart because when he tries to talk to you, you cut him out like that. Oh, 
You're talking about something important that you say you. Wow. You ignore him without knowing. When he tells you, don't go here, you go. Ah, why? What is, what is wrong with this place? Eh? This is the Amplified. It says, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Do not offend or vex or sadden him. He's always wanting to get your attention. This year, you are going to fellowship with him. Yeah, this year, I'm going to be fellowship with the Holy Spirit. I'm going to have intimacy with the Holy Spirit. It doesn't matter which corner you are in. The Holy Spirit can take you from where you are and take you to the ends of the world. In, in less than a year. Listen, it took him three and a half years to do the things he did with Jesus Christ. What, how much time do you think it will take him? It won't take the Holy Spirit time to do anything wonderful in your life. If there's anything to be consistent in, is consistency in fellowship with the Holy Spirit. If there's anything to be con- sometimes people come to me, Pastor, pray for me for consistency. I've had so many people come to me like that. I want to be consistent in reading my Bible. I want to be consistent in doing this. I want to be consistent to do. It's the Holy Spirit. Just be consistent with fellowship with the Holy Spirit, and every other aspect of your life will become consistent. <laughs> do you believe what I'm saying? Yeah. I sure believe what I'm saying. Yeah. There's more to share with you. But I think this is important. I don't want this to leave your mind. I don't want this to leave your mind. He's a spirit of wisdom. As a fellowship with him, he makes wisdom clear to you. <laughs> Let me show you some things about wisdom. Can I show you some things about wisdom? Look up. Go to Proverbs chapter 4. Look at verse 5. Read it to me. One to go. Next verse. Forsake her not. Love her and she shall what? He's talking about wisdom, right? Next verse. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. Have you seen it? Wisdom, understanding. Hmm. Exalt her. Next verse. Exalt her and she shall promote thee. Wisdom will promote you. Exalt her. He says, exalt wisdom. And she shall promote you. Who is wisdom? Who is wisdom? Christ is wisdom. The Holy Spirit is the administrator of Christ. He's the spirit of wisdom. He's the, he's the very... Do you, when we say spirit, do you understand? Spirit means reality. He's the reality or the communicator of wisdom. He's the communicator of understanding. He's the communicator of, of the fear of the Lord. Do you understand what I'm saying? Just exalt her. In other words, exalt the Holy Spirit in your life. And she shall promote thee. She shall bring thee to what? How many of you want Anna in, in this year? When thou dost embrace her. Next verse. Hear, O my son, and receive my sayings. And the years of thy life shall be many. The years of thy life shall be many. Hmm. Go to chapter 8. I wish I could read the whole thing. Let's read from verse 1. Does not wisdom cry and understanding put forth her voice? She's standing at the top of the high places, by the way of the places of the paths. She cries at the gates, at the entry of the city, at the coming in at the doors. Unto you, O men, I call, and my voice is to the sons of man. O ye simple, 
understand wisdom. And ye fools, be you of an understanding heart. Here, for I will speak of excellent things. Excellent things. And the opening of my lips shall be right, right things. For my mouth shall speak truth. And wickedness is an abomination to my lips. This is the Holy Spirit talking to you. The Holy Spirit is showing you that this is how I am. All the words of my mouth are in righteousness. There is nothing fraud or perverse in, in them. They are all plain to him that understand it. And right to them that find knowledge. He's a spirit of wisdom. He's a spirit of understanding. He's a spirit of knowledge. What else do you need? What else do you need? How, how much should I say it for you to see that what I'm saying is, is important? Next verse. Receive my instruction and not silver. In other words, when I talk to you, what I'm saying to you is higher than money. What I, talk to, what I say to you in your, in, your, in your corner is more important than money. Stop chasing money. Start chasing the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. You see the, the vigor and the vim with which you look for money. Look for a relationship with the Holy Spirit like that. With that same vim and that same vigor. Receive my instruction and not silver. And knowledge rather than choice gold. Next verse. Listen, I will never be foolish in my life. The spirit of wisdom is working in me. Christ is made unto me wisdom. And the Holy Spirit makes that wisdom available to me. The Holy Ghost makes that wisdom available to me. Yeah, because Christ is your wisdom. But then you realize that it's like you're, you're making free decisions. But the Holy Spirit, relationship with the Holy Spirit, relating with the Holy Spirit, fellowship with the Holy Spirit is what makes that wisdom available. I'm showing you what can move you from point A to point B. What moves you from the pages of the scriptures to a reality. The Holy Spirit is the one to make the pages of the scriptures reality in your life. For wisdom is better than rubies. And all the things that may be desired. All the things that may be desired. All the things. What are the things that you can desire? All the things that may be desired are not to be compared to it. All the things. All. Next verse. I wisdom dwell with prudence and find out knowledge of witty inventions. Wisdom, the spirit of wisdom carries the spirit of knowledge. Next verse. The fear of the Lord is, is to hate evil, pride and arrogancy, and the evil way and the fraud mouth do I hate. Next verse. Counsel is mine. Counsel is what? Mine. Counsel is mine. The Holy Spirit is talking. He says, counsel is mine. The, the spirit of wisdom is talking. He says, counsel is mine. There's a spirit of counsel, isn't it? Yeah. What it's showing you is that the spirit of wisdom carries the spirit of understanding and carries the spirit of counsel and carries the spirit of guidance and carries everything you can think about. Counsel is mine and sound wisdom. I am understanding. Do you remember what you read? It says, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, in all that I getting, get wisdom. Isn't it? Therefore, get wisdom. And in all that I getting, get understanding. Wisdom is saying that I am understanding. I am. So you don't need to look for understanding when you have wisdom. Because wisdom will give you understanding. This is the Holy Spirit. I am understanding. I have strength. I'll give you strength. I'll give you strength. I'll give you strength. Next verse. By me king's reign. Are you a king? Are you a king? You can only rule by the Holy Spirit. And princes decree justice. Next verse. By me princes rule and nobles, even all the judges of the earth. Verse 17. I love them that love me. I love them that love me. And those that seek me early shall what? If you seek wisdom early, if you seek the wisdom of God, the Holy Spirit early, not just early in your life, but early in the morning, 
early in your day, instead of phone, instead of phone, if you can put your phone aside, you'll be surprised. I'm serious about what I'm talking about. So I'm making some very wonderful decisions in my life. Because I want to have time for the Holy Spirit. I don't want to go down. I want to go up. And I know that the only way to make advancement is to go by the Spirit. Nothing else. Read this for me. One to go. Riches and honor are with me. Yea, durable riches. Not fake riches. Durable riches. And righteousness. Sometimes some people think that you can't be rich and be righteous at the same time. It's not true. The Bible shows us. Durable riches and righteousness. You can have money and be righteous. Look at the next verse. My fruit is better than gold. Yea, than fine gold. And my revenue than choice silver. I lead in the way of righteousness. In the midst of the past of judgment. That I may cause those that love me to what? To what? That I may cause those that love me to inherit substance and I will fill their treasures. I will cause them to inherit substance. That's his job. To cause you to inherit substance. David was actually talking about the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit, read Isaiah chapter 11 from verse 2, it lets you know that the Holy Spirit is the spirit of wisdom, knowledge, understanding, counsel, the fear of the law, spirit of dominion, the spirit of what? Might. He says, I am strength. Wow. The last thing I want to talk about is the fact that fellowship with the Holy Spirit leads you to something called the infilling of the Holy Spirit. The infilling of the Holy Spirit. As you fellowship with the Holy Spirit, He fills you. Now, when we say infilling of the Holy Spirit, we are talking about His power. <laughs> the infilling of the Holy Spirit is because the Holy Spirit is a person. So when we say the infilling of the Holy Spirit, we are talking about the power of the Spirit. The power can be high or it can be low. As for the power, it can be high or it can be low. Depend. I mean, power made available for you to use. Do you understand? God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think according to the power that worketh in you. Okay? So, there's something called the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Say the infilling of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18. And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess but be filled with the Spirit. Let's read the Amplified of this verse. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. So this year, we are going to be fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit. We are going to be talking with the Holy Spirit. We are going to be walking with the Holy Spirit. We are going to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Do you understand? Yeah. yeah. That's what we are going to be doing this year. Are you ready for it? Yeah. Are you ready for it? Yeah. I, I don't want to talk about the benefits. Watch out. And do not get drunk with wine. All those who are viewing into drinking. And do not get drunk with wine. For that is debauchery. But ever be failed. Ever be failed. Meaning that God expects us to be failed consistently and continuously. Ever be failed and stimulated with the Holy Spirit. Ever be failed and stimulated with the Holy Spirit. In other words, allow the Holy Spirit to have free way. To have leeway. To be able to do whatever he wants to do with you. If you read the Bible, you see this particular statement. And Peter failed with the Holy Ghost. Spoke. <laughs> when he was with the Holy Spirit and he spoke, 3,000 gave their lives to Christ. When he was with the Holy Spirit and was walking around, 
His shadow was healing the sick. Aprons left Paul's body. And people got healed. You can expect some of those things to happen in, uh, in, this, in this year. This year, the Holy Spirit is going to make his gifts available. The, because you are going to be fellowshipping with him. So he opened up his gifts for you. You see the word of wisdom working in you. The word of knowledge is working in you. Descendant of spirits is working in you. Working of miracles. Gifts of healings. You see them working around you, working in you. And you see the, the, the ninefold manifestation of, the, of your human spirit also showing forth. Because the Holy Spirit is working in your life. So you see the, the, the fruits of the spirit. Love, peace, joy. You'll be full of love. You'll be full of peace. You'll be full of joy. You'll be full of kindness. I mean, what is better than this? What is better than this? Ever be filled. Say ever be failed. This year. Say this year. I'm going to be ever failed. With the Holy Spirit. I'm going to be ever failed. With the Holy Spirit. How, how does it work? How does it work? John chapter 7. Verse 37. John 7, 37. John 7, 37. Oh, hallelujah. It's my year of the Spirit. It's my year of the Spirit. This is about Jesus. In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. Next verse. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly, he that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, that he should believe on me, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Hallelujah. He says, if any, is, is any man, if any man test, let him come unto me and what? And drink. Look at the next verse. Verse 39. But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet magnified or glorified. So this is how the Holy Spirit works. This is how the infinite of the Holy Spirit works. All you do is that you take a cup, you drink of the Holy Spirit. In other words, that's the fellowship. That's your fellowship. That is your your personal intimacy with the Holy Spirit. Your personal intimacy of the Holy Spirit leads you to rivers coming out of you. You partake of a cup. A cup is personal, isn't it? Yeah. A river is not personal. You cannot have your own river. You can't have your own river. How many of you have river in your house? You have your personal river. But you have a cup. You have, you have a cup for yeah. fetching water, don't you? You have a cup for fetching water, right? So he says, He that believed on me, as the scriptures have said, let's read verse 37. Is any man, if any man thirsts, in the last day of the great, he says, If any man thirsts, let him come unto me and drink. Drink of what? Drink of the Spirit. So every morning you wake up, you drink of the Spirit. Every afternoon you drink of the Spirit. Do you drink water consistently? You've been drinking water, isn't it? You need water every time. That's your fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Your drinking is the fellowship with the Holy Spirit. He says, The fellowship of the Holy Spirit leads to the gushing of rivers. You drank a cup of water, but river is what comes out of your spirit. For others to enjoy, for great things to happen. Drinking of the spirit leads to the infinite of the spirit and causes the outflow of the spirit. It causes the release of the spirit to change lives. The distributions of the spirit. So you touch that business, it works. Whatever you're involved in, it works. Your life changes people's lives. Why? Because you are filled with the Spirit. Why? Because you are into fellowship with the Spirit. Fellowship with the Spirit is what leads to the infinite of the Spirit. Speaking in tongues also leads to the infinite of the Spirit. As you speak in tongues, conscious of what you are doing, conscious of what you are doing, 
I'm getting failed. I'm getting failed. You see, some people's lives are not okay because their, their tanks are empty. Your fuel tank is empty. You have a car. Everything is nice. Everything is okay. But then there's no fuel inside the car. You spark the car. The car starts grumbling. Some people are grumbling in life. And Ghana is not good. Ghana is not this one. We need to travel out of the country. Just this morning, I was being told about some people who are into pepper. Just pepper. Pepper. They, they grow pepper. And they have millions. Because, and they are foreigners. They are all foreigners. Am I lying? Oh my God. I'm not lying. They are all foreigners. We don't appreciate our country. And we don't appreciate anything in our country. Foreigners have come to come and plant pepper in the north where there's no water. And they do irrigation there. And they are getting millions. Why should I sit in Accra and Kumase? And complaining. There's so much good in this land. It says, if you're willing and obedient, you shall eat of what? The good of the land in which you are dwelling. But as long as you're not saying anything good about the, about the country, don't expect anything good to come to you. As long as you're complaining about the country, nothing good is going to come. The infinite of the Spirit. So this year, say this year. <laughs> you can't wait to start practicing. You put your phone off. You put your phone off. Off. Because your phone is a demon. <laughs> Bishop Dark said, put that accursed damn phone out. Yeah, because it's true. When you wake up in the morning, uh, pepe, pepe. The whole day you are on, looking. Looking. Throughout the day. WhatsApp. WhatsApp is killing you. WhatsApp will not do anything for you. WhatsApp will not give you your inheritance in Christ. Only the Holy Ghost will. You are fellowshipping with the wrong thing. People, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Because of that, people don't even have time for their wives. Because they are always on. <laughs> Snapchat. Mobile phone here. You have three phones. You are, you are in university. You have three phones. What are you using for? You have one for your, your whatever, your beloved. The other one for this one. The other. You have seven sims. You are dying. Jesus said that it is the spirit that giveth life. The flesh profited nothing at all. I want life. Do you want life? Do you want life? Holy Spirit. I'll talk about the infinite of the Spirit more later on. Okay? I want us to just speak in tongues and fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Rise up upon your feet and just talk to Him right now. Talk to the Holy Spirit right now. Tell Him this year I'm going to be with you. This year I'm going to be with you. Talk to him now. Talk to him now. Talk to him now. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app. Plug in and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.